0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. I'm super excited about this series that we're doing in collaboration with Class to recognize the top achievers in healthcare technology. Class put together a list of top 20 emergency tech awards that they showcased at Health. We were excited to meet many of the companies and really just wanted to collaborate in sharing the success and value that all of these companies are creating in the healthcare ecosystem. Join me in the series of interviews where we recognize the top 20 emergency tech awards. Hope you enjoy learning about them because you could both learn what to do for your business, but also as a provider and a payer, learn how to scale solutions within your organization. Thanks for joining me, and I hope you enjoy this interview. Today, I have the privilege of hosting Dr. Joshua Liu. He's the co-founder and CEO at Seamless MD. Super excited to have him here on the podcast. Dr. Liu founded the company that provides the leading digital care journey platform for health systems to engage, monitor, and stay connected with patients across their care journeys that include surgery, oncology, chronic care, and many more. Just want to welcome him to the podcast and uh, as part of the the class innovation award recipients, he's uh, certainly a leader that you'll be excited to hear from. So, Josh, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast.
1: Thanks, all. Really excited to do this.
0: Yeah, likewise. And so what do you think of the event so far?
1: It is crazy. So (laughs) it's my first time at health, my first time in Vegas. Oh, It's inspiring. There's so many people here who are well-intentioned to improve healthcare, and that just gets me really psyched up.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, you know what? The opportunity is big. Before we dive into some of the work that you and Seamless MD are up to, talk to us about you. What inspired your work in healthcare?
1: Yeah, so I started off in the clinical world, did my training in medicine about 10 years ago, fell more in love with quality and the patient experience and kind of less so in day-to-day medical stuff. Around that time, got really interested in technology and startups and said, hey, why don't we actually use technology to improve the patient journey? Met a couple of brilliant engineers, started Seamless MD, and it's been my full-time gig
0: ever since. I love it. That's fantastic. You've been awarded things like Forbes 30 Under 30 in science and healthcare, and obviously it, you've identified the space to play in. Talk to us about Seamless MD. What are you guys doing to add value to the healthcare ecosystem?
1: Yeah. So imagine you're a patient going through a healthcare journey, whether it's a surgery, a cancer journey, a maternity care, you're often given lots of paper and verbal instructions, which you forget, you lose. There's no day-to-day reinforcement. And so it's hard to follow. And then your care team feels like they're often sending you into a black hole, especially after leaving hospital. And there's no easy way to monitor how you're doing it and catch things earlier. And ultimately, if patients can't be compliant with their instructions and providers can't monitor you, bad things happen. Maybe you're in hospital longer than you need to, or maybe you're readmitted. So we developed Seamless MD, which is a, a digital care journey platform, where essentially we digitally guide patients across care journeys. So for example, if you're having your knee replaced at health system, they would give you Seamless on your phone, your tablet, or desktop computer, and it'll guide you digitally throughout that journey. Seven days before your surgery, you'll get reminded, stop your blood thinners on time. The night before, it's time to stop eating. The day after your surgery, get up and walk now. When you go home, start tracking your symptoms, taking photos of your knee incision after surgery. And then we send all that data back into dashboards that can be viewed in the EHR, and your care team can monitor you and catch things earlier. And we've helped health systems cut down on length of stay, readmissions, mortality even, cost of care.
0: So it's driving a better experience, a better outcome, and it's saving money for the system. That's great. Uh, thank you, Josh. And It's this consistent connection with patients. We, through the care journey, very easily can lose track of them. When your platform is at work, do you utilize multiple channels? What have you found is the best channel to communicate with people? Is there one, is there many? Yes, yeah, so but to your point, we found that you have to be multi
1: platform When we started off 10 years ago, we were just on smartphones and tablets through a mobile app. And then we realized you had to go bigger because we met some elderly patients who had an iPad, but they didn't know their app store password, but they could use the browser, they could get emails. And so we expanded to the web. So now we're on cross-platform. We use apps, browser applications, text message, email, multi-channel. The other thing we do is actually allow caregivers to enroll in the experience. So actually family members, spouses, sons, or daughters are often really key to helping the patient stay on track as well.
0: That's great. You integrate the entire caregiver team Mm. beyond the patient. Totally. That's awesome. So look, the health system right now, it really is looking for help, right? We're severely understaffed, and we need ways to help clinicians scale. How would you say you guys are doing that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. No value-based care, I think we all wish was a little bit more progressive, but it's definitely on the way there, and that's led to a lot of desire to improve quality at a lower cost. At the same time, to your point, with clinician burnout and folks leaving healthcare, you have to engage patients in a way that's scalable. For example, remote monitoring has gone a lot of hype the last couple of years. What we heard from providers was that there's no time to be monitoring every single issue a patient has. Maybe you could do that for 50 patients, but not thousands or tens of thousands. And so what we do is we actually Automate a lot of that journey for the patient. Instead of you having to call the patient to remind them what to do, we automate that. Or even actually when patients have symptoms on our platform, 80% of the time where there's an issue, it's not our yellow or red flag that needs an interaction with the provider. So if you're constipated after surgery or you have minor pain, in the past, you might call your nurse or doctor, and that would take up a lot of time on both ends. Instead, we just tell a patient you got some pain or some minor constipation. Here's automated feedback, evidence-based feedback on how to manage that at home. We've cut down on phone calls to providers by 50 to 65% because we're answering a lot of the common questions. And then the few times there's a real issue, like maybe you're having a fever or something more serious, your care team wants to know about those things. So then we actually escalate that to the care team, but that way they're not monitoring every little thing. They're only getting involved when they really have to.
0: That's great. No, wonderful. Sounds like a great opportunity for healthcare providers to really scale back on a lot of maybe unnecessary touch points that could be handled through your platform. When you explore access, can you talk to us a little bit about how the app can help providers with access? That's been a topic that continues to come up.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think we focus a lot more on access, not from, let's say, top of the funnel, bringing patients to the system, but more about how can they better access care at the right time, when they're going through a journey like a surgery or chronic condition. A very common example for us is patient leaves hospital, let's say you've had a major heart surgery, you had a big incision in your chest, you're at risk of an infection there. And if you don't get that treated right away, you get end up back in the hospital, readmit it. Bad for the patient, bad for the system. We have tons of stories where patients actually went home, had early signs of an infection at their incision, snapped a photo, their nursing team was monitoring it, they picked it up on our system. They call the patient. They say, you know what? We're going to prescribe you antibiotics remotely. We're going to treat it right away, and we're going to prevent you coming back. We've had patients who had blood clots caught in the system earlier, and they've told us, oh, my God, it saved my life. So the idea is that we're getting you more access, appropriate access at the right time earlier in the episode.
0: That's great. Yeah, and exactly. the When we talk about access, it's pretty. it could be broad, right? And so what you're talking about, Josh, is getting people the care they need when they need it be cool. before it becomes an issue. Exactly. Love that. Love that. Hey, so essentially here at the event, a lot of talk around technology and patient first. Any thoughts from you around what health systems payers can be doing differently to get better results?
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that we've realized is there's a lot of excitement around digital health technologies. And there's frankly a lot of failed implementations too when it comes to healthcare technology. I think the message I would give folks is it's not just the technology. You need the right people, process, and technology to get a great outcome for a patient. So even as a tech company, we tell our health system partners, we have the best tech in the world, but if you don't actually work with us from a people point of view and actually put people on it, work with us on a process point of view, no technology is as a magic pill. And I think folks are starting to realize that it takes real change management to make digital health work. And that's a big message of mine now.
0: That's fantastic. Josh, I really appreciate you sharing some of the wins that you're able to achieve with your platform, what closing thought would you leave the listeners with?
1: Yeah, I would just say that it's really important that we focus in the, the day on, on the patient outcome. I think during recovery right now, there's a huge focus on clinician burnout. There's a huge focus on how do we increase top line growth from organization. But when I think about like, why do we all get into healthcare in the first place? It was to improve the patient outcome. It was to improve a patient experience. So I would just say yes, we want to get to recovery, but let's not lose sight of why we did this all in the first place. And let's get back to the point where we're actually focused on the patient outcome.
0: That's fantastic, Josh. I I really appreciate that. And folks, health matters, right? That's the name of this podcast. You're able to do it through digital tech. But to, to Dr. Liu's point, let's not lose sight of the purpose we got into this. We want better outcomes for patients. If people want to reach out to you and get in touch with your team, how can they do that?
1: Yeah. So you can find me on Twitter at Joshua P-L-I-U. I'm on LinkedIn, or you can email me at joshua at M D, or go to
0: www.seamless.md. Outstanding. Josh, thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thanks, I'll appreciate it.